Welcome to the Healthcare Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. The uses for artificial intelligence feel practically endless. You can find so many different ways to integrate it into an industry, and nowhere is this more clear than in healthcare, affecting everything from patient care to administration costs and everything in between. Here to tell us a bit more about AI's immersion into the healthcare industry and all the different applications is Tom Laurie, Director of Worldwide Health for Microsoft. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and telling us a bit more about AI's impact in healthcare. You know, I feel like there's so many different ways that AI can make its way into these industries. And with healthcare, you know, you have stuff from the actual care to maybe the automation of payment to who knows, several different applications. So let's just get right into it. I'd like to know what trends are you seeing right now in the healthcare industry and in what different ways is AI being applied? Great question. So at a broad level, the background is this. Healthcare information is doubling around the world every 24 months. So that's kind of the fuel driving everyone towards the idea of how do we make better use of that data to improve quality, improve effectiveness. So we, we've been dealing with the major systems such as EMRs and, and RevCycle systems for a long time. The introduction of artificial intelligence allows us to take those systems and make them work at a much higher value against our business and clinical goals. So right now, we are somewhat early in the journey of making AI real in healthcare, though an interesting stat that just came out this week from Accenture, where we've got the majority of healthcare executives they surveyed saying they are planning to invest in artificial intelligence in 2018. Wow, that's really interesting. So people are catching on. People are seeing that there could be some value here in the future. Absolutely. What are some of the specific ways that AI is making its way into healthcare? Um, beyond just the fact that it's making people's jobs a little easier, right? You have some machine learning. You have a machine that's able to automate things for you that you would have to do daily and can be a little strenuous. I'm sure there are some other more exciting applications. When we think about artificial intelligence, there are really many components of that. The thing we're seeing being applied most in the early stages of this journey is machine learning, which is the ability to develop algorithms and predict things. So think about all those things, whether they're clinical or operational, if you're in a provider organization such as a hospital, a physician clinic, or even if you're a payer, what are all of the things that if you could predict would make you better at something you care about? Beyond machine learning, there's a host of other services, bots, APIs, that mimic human behavior, such as speech, such as vision, such as text. All of those things are being applied to automate and augment the services provided by clinicians and business leaders. So in the clinical space, some of the trends we're seeing early on are things like uh, use of machine learning to do predictive care guidance. If there are options for treatment of a particular patient with a particular diagnosis, it's an aid to clinicians in looking at what's the best care guidance that we can look at proactively. A lot of talk, particularly in the United States, about population health. How do we use machine learning and other things, components of AI, to basically automate and make better things like the treatment of those with two or more chronic conditions in the community, keeping them out of the hospital? But finally, on the clinical side, we're seeing a lot of uptake in the infusion of intelligence into medical images. This is a way of, of essentially improving the throughput 
of uh, groups like radiologists, clinical treatment planners for radiation therapy to help make them better at what they do. Finally, on their operational side, we're seeing a lot of focus on things like uh, predicting and risk rating which patients going into a hospital have the highest likelihood of being readmitted, uh, looking at how to optimize staffing based on data that allows you to be much better at mapping your exact needs for staffing to things like acuity levels in the future. Other things like claims management and throughput management are also top areas we're seeing currently. So, I mean, it's a diverse application here. AI is making its way into every facet. Absolutely. And, and again, I always like to point out, while AI has been around for decades, the actual implementation, particularly in health, is just beginning. We're early in the journey, and I want everyone to think about any time you're early in a journey of technology and innovation, the use cases, the ideas are different early on than uh, as that evolves. So we're seeing a lot of things that are starting to measurably improve care and effectiveness. But again, if we, if we do a podcast 24 months from now, the use cases are probably going to be different, more sophisticated, as we all learn how to apply these new tools towards the same old goals of improving quality, increasing effectiveness, increasing the ability to improve access for every citizen who needs healthcare. Absolutely. And I mean, with artificial intelligence, I feel like the technology has finally reached a point where it's pretty standard. But the, like you said, the applications of it, the different ways that you can bring it into every aspect of an industry, I think is what's really going to take a while to settle in to where people can see how do I use this effectively. Um, so wh- why do you think healthcare has been a little slower to adopt AI. Do you think that it has to do with the industry or with the technology? Well, it's probably a little of both. We have spent a lot of time in the last few years just getting our arms around how to truly implement and optimize the digitization of data through our EMRs, particularly in the United States. So as everyone has gotten you know, better experience out of modern day EMRs versus the first revs, People are realizing that EMRs are great in digitizing data, and they're not so great at then going to that next level of bringing that data together with other data to do things like, again, make predictions, really help guide the planning and delivery of care and services. So one of the things we're already seeing is, you know, there are a number of companies that have created AI applications that do one thing really well, like predict readmissions or predict which payments are highest likelihood to be denied. As the markets move, and again, if you look historically at other things that are new technology trends, we go from what I call the one-hit wonders to truly having AI built into those current systems like EMRs like patient administration systems, like imaging systems. And the idea here is no one wants to have AI residing outside of the normal clinical and operational workflow. What we need is when there's a clinician working on something, when there's someone in the business office working on some RevCycle issue, it's at that point that they're doing work, they should have better access to things like knowledge, data, and predictions. So that's where we're seeing a lot of the big vendors, such as EMR vendors, Uh, such as lab vendors, imaging vendors, really looking at how to bring 
these AI components into what we're now referring to as systems of intelligence. So what is still missing is artificial intelligence that can do every job for the whole sort of system. What you're saying is our artificial intelligence that is out there right now is really limited. It's focused on one small aspect of the whole piece, whereas eventually we can get to an AI that is a little more comprehensive. Do you think that's far out? Do you think that's near? I think it's happening as we speak. I love data and I also love history. And, um, you know, there's so much, frankly, uh, hype right now about AI. And, and anyone who has been to a major healthcare IT conference such as HIMSS understands what I'm talking about, where everyone's talking about AI. The key is much of what's being talked about at this point is aspirational. What we're looking at is how do you make AI real and something that can be applied to the things that people in the C-suite, people who are, are the clinical leaders care about to help make them better. And, and right now, again, so much is hype. We're moving along that hype cycle towards truly much more being real I love a quote from our founder, Bill Gates, who said, we always overestimate the change that will occur in the next two years and underestimate the change that will occur in the next 10. I think that's very applicable to where we are right now as clinical and business leaders look at how they're going to adopt and use AI. That balance of change, how sometimes things that you think are going to happen immediately don't and they take a little longer, but then once they hit, it's, it's, it's revolutionary. You mentioned Bill Gates. You mentioned Microsoft as a whole. I'm actually interested, you know, kind of pulling back a little bit. Why has Microsoft dipped into healthcare and, you know, found ways to bring technology to that industry? It seems like kind of a, an interesting combination there. Well, it's a great question. It's one that we're often asked. Microsoft is a great company. It's known as a technology company, but at some level, we've always had some footprint in healthcare. What I would say is our strategy is such where we have groups like within Microsoft Research, we have a great organization called Health Next. It's a group of some of our smartest people who are incubating health-specific initiatives based on technology and based on the largest problems to be solved in the world, many of which are being driven by our work in AI. Beyond that, though, our, our business model has always been we create great technology. Most of that technology is then deployed in an industry by our partners. You know, you're seeing a lot more of AI from Microsoft in healthcare, but that's really being driven by our partners who are adopting our cloud, our AI technology as a way of furthering their great solutions and products. So a great example, particularly here in the United States, is uh, when you look at all the EMR vendors, Epic recently adopted Microsoft's cloud Azure as a means of being able to create and deploy their own cognitive services or AI. So a great example of their, some of their early work is Oshner Clinic in Louisiana, where they are using the Epic Cognitive Services and Microsoft's cloud uh, AI platform to essentially risk rate and predict which inpatients are at high risk of an unexpected deterioration. They've got some great numbers on real-time monitoring, use of machine learning that shows in their pilot they were able to reduce codes outside of ICU by 44%. So think about that for a second. If you're reducing codes and adverse events for inpatients, it's a quality improvement. 
if those are patients on a fixed pay contract, it's also a great economic savings. But again, the example is one where innovative clinic using Epic as an AMR under the hood is a lot of the componentry from Microsoft. And increasingly, that's what we believe you'll be seeing when it comes to those current systems that you're investing in, such as your lab systems, your imaging systems, EMRs. Increasingly, as they're bringing AI into their clinical workflows and solutions, when you pop the hood, hopefully you'll see Microsoft under the hood. That's basically our strategy to healthcare. I love that. Yeah, focusing more on providing the accurate system that is going to ensure quality and uh, you know qu- quality care and just quality across the whole board. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that take being behind the scenes, but but making sure that you're a part of the whole process. Well, again, and, and we'll just point out we're a great technology company. We know something about health, but you know the best people to drive change and innovation are the ones that are the experts at what they do. Be they dealing with clinical data, clinical data repositories, how to use that data. We take the experts, we empower them by bringing technology in behind them. And that's what drives true innovation, whether it's a partner of Microsoft's or whether it's directly working with some of the largest medical centers in the world. Pulling it back towards the technology itself, I feel like with the healthcare industry in general, you have a lot of regulations, you have a lot of standards you have to meet before you introduce anything. You know, whether it's a new drug, a new uh, medicine, or it's a new technology, you know, you got to make sure it's compliant. You have people's health, you have people's lives in your hands. So, is there a lot of emphasis on making sure AI and whatever new technology comes into the into the industry is compliant? And are there concerns from experts? Great question. Let me break that down in two ways. First, obviously, anything involving consumer patient data, you know, has to be uh, totally compliant with any regulation that's out there and even beyond the regulations of just making sure we have, we are upholding our obligation to make sure that that's absolutely uh, treated in a private and respectful manner. So in the United States, the key standard here is HIPAA. As of last month, much of yours, it's GDPR. And so clearly any aspect of AI has to fit up to those normal privacy, and compliance standards. That's the first part. The second part that people are just starting to get their arms around is what I call the conversation where we have to be looking at and ensuring that the technical capabilities don't get out ahead of our social responsibilities. And by that, and we're already starting to see some of this occur in the market outside of healthcare, we're seeing everyone's enthusiasm and excitement, the use of AI, And if it's not thoroughly planned, there can be unintended consequences of trying to do good. So in the last couple of months outside of healthcare right now, we saw the, uh, unfortunately, the first pedestrian fatality with an autonomous driving car, which is AI. Anyone from a couple of months ago would remember the debacle with Facebook where they legally allowed uh, a company to grab a lot of data, probably your data, and do machine learning and AI on it um, to look at influencing elections. These are small examples, but important examples of the social implications of how we use things like machine learning and other aspects of AI. So we boil that down to healthcare, huge issues that we've got to make sure we're preparing for. From a Microsoft perspective, we we have what we call the AI principle to say, 
We have to be delivering AI that's fair, that's accountable, that's transparent, and that's ethical. So breaking that down further is things like AI must maximize the efficiencies we're all shooting for without destroying the dignity of people. People can be our employees, our consumers, our patients. We've got to make sure that AI safeguards against things like bias. So in healthcare, imagine if I could do predictive care guidance to somehow be better at predicting the best treatment for the best outcome, but it somehow is better for a white male versus a Hispanic female. Would that be okay? These are all the things that we are looking at how to address. We need to make sure AI is accountable so that we can undo any intended harm. We have to make sure it's transparent so that we can actually understand how it's working. And again, I'll come back to we have to make sure that it always ensures the individual and collective rights for privacy. Yeah, I feel like with one of those aspects you mentioned, the fact that it has to be transparent, I feel like with artificial intelligence, sometimes a fear is that it pools all this data, but you're really unsure what that final readout is. Once you're looking at it all and, and you see all the key points, maybe it doesn't all add up and you end up coming up with a solution for something that didn't take everything into account or wasn't clear about, oh, we had these variables influencing the data. And so then you end up with a product or some kind of care or maybe, you know, back to the administrative costs, maybe you calculate them wrong just because of the actual AI in general. You weren't exactly sure how it was working. So I I think that's, that's the part that is most concerning, at least to me, because I think it's the one that could be the most overlooked because it's not necessarily malicious. Well, and again, you're raising all of the right points as far as the dialogue that many people are starting to have. So let's say that someone has created an algorithm and it tested and and it's proven to do at least as well as a human in clinical judgment against the outcomes that someone desires. So let's say it's got a good track record, but we really can't explain what it's doing, and why it's uh, having the outcome that it has. Is that okay? There's a lot of inherent danger in not understanding that relative to then. It could be pursuing a path that produces one outcome, but again, creating other unintended consequences where those outcomes are uneven or those outcomes eventually are going to move towards some other things that we just don't understand. But it's a great example of those things where everyone is focused on how to use AI to do good, to assist health systems in being better. But this is the dialogue. and These are the issues that we have to make sure we are identifying, understanding, and addressing. And in that regard, let me put in a a bit of a plug. Uh, For anyone who's interested in this topic, uh, Microsoft created a great ebook called The Future Computed. It's a framework. It's not a Microsoft you know, publication in terms of talking about our products. It's truly a framework for anyone interested in this topic to be thinking more, understanding, and coming up with your own viewpoint of these issues and, and how you frame your own approach to use of AI in a socially responsible manner. Right. Like, I don't think AI has to be scary. You know, all these concerns, it doesn't have to be something that keeps people away from it. But 
it's something that people should be thinking about and should be on the forefront of whatever innovations they try next just to ensure that the, whatever the next product is or the next step is going to be in line. It's going to be socially responsible. So uh, I think it's natural and it's encouraged to look at what the potential negatives might be to ensure that they don't happen. Playing off of that, wrapping it all up, what do you see for the future of AI and healthcare? You know, are you are you optimistic about where it might go? Are you still concerned with some of these issues? You think there's more work to be done? Uh, yeah, what's what's your final take? Well, final take is it's an incredible opportunity to truly drive innovation at scale in healthcare. We all talk about these things. We're all very challenged by certain issues, particularly in the provider world in the United States. This isn't a silver bullet, but in the hands of true clinical and business leaders who want to be innovative to make much better use of all the data we have and all the data is being generated as we speak, it's a tremendous opportunity to have a new set of tools to change the way we think and work. Finally, on that, you know, the most important thing I can impart is as we look at doing that, it's really artificial intelligence as a way of augmenting the skills, the experience, and wisdom of those clinical and business leaders. Because the funny thing is, as smart as AI is and getting better at so many things, no one has figured out how to teach a computer how to do things like have common sense, exercise judgment, be empathetic. All of the things that if I'm facing a major issue with my health, I want to make sure are clearly part of the care system that I'm involved with. Absolutely right. AI should never be replacing those things that make human care you know, so important that you want that relationship, you want that personalized approach. AI is just there to be another tool to help ensure that the process getting to that final endpoint is smoother, is a little more efficient, and, you know, leaves room for doctors and experts and providers to just give more quality service. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Tom, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to help us better understand the ways that healthcare is adopting AI. You know, I'm really excited to see where it might go. And I know there are still some issues that anyone's going to be talking about with AI. It's something that's intrinsic to the idea of letting a machine learn like a human, right? But like you said, we still haven't learned how to make a machine be a human. And to a degree, I, I think that is a good thing because we always want that human connection, especially in something like healthcare. So thank you, Tom, again for coming on and giving us more insight. Thanks for having me. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to original written content, podcasts, and videos from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time.